Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 51. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd Panic, and, and we, we watched Punisher Warzone. Ooh. I think for longer titles, that's what we need to do. It's, okay. So it's not Punisher Warzone. Extraordinary Warzone. Oh, no. Punisher. Oh, right. Oh, this yeah, is not an no, extraordinary Warzone. It's not an ex- extraordinary Warzone. No. <sighs> Here um, we are at what I like to call... The poor man's Batman. Yeah. His family dies. He seeks vengeance. Sure, sure. Sounds very familiar. Sounds familiar. Mm. It's a little bit crazy. He's a lot of it crazy. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Super Um, duper crazy. Well, let's hold that because that gets to some of the thematic things that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so hey, we're uh, post-50. We're on the post 50. Yeah, holy cow. And just for future episodes, if we ever sound a little rushed, it's because we're trying to cram a whole bunch of episodes in february and march when we are oh yeah I, i'm in town i think seven days in february you're in town only a few more in march uh, yeah it's so, yeah. bonkers so we're yeah so we're gonna we're fl- going a little loosey-goosey oh boy so yeah this will not be a beat for beat nor should it be no even no if we have the time yeah yeah i mean i think look at this point we got 50 episodes under the under our belts right However, i don't know that I, we need to do well, a book report I would, i'd rather talk about not, not book report but i heard from a bunch of people that it's easier to follow if we at least like not scene for scene but go through the sure. overarching and this is where we need to get better at it the problem is we get detoured when we try that so i feel like we need to commit to a the two-minute overview of the plot of the movie. And then we can step back and say, hey, when this happened, I thought of this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, let's that's do, fine. Let's try that, okay? Let's see. <laughs> so let's see how that goes. Sure. Yeah, 50, yeah. episode 51. We can we can wing it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so but before we do that. Yeah, since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? All right, so had a little bit of a crazy schedule. Really? Disclaimer, did not get to branching out for this. <sighs> Sorry, Joel and Sorry, Carissa. Sorry, Joel and Carissa. 
my bad. Other than what, maybe three or four episodes, including some bonus stuff, that's where we get our beers. But yeah. um, this time uh, I went to one of our large grocery stores in the area, that who we will not name. Mm. But the Punisher is an interesting character. He exists in a super heroic universe. Mm-hmm. He has no superpowers. Not even Batman doesn't even have like the cool gadgets in the Batcave and stuff. He just has a shit ton of guns. Okay, so what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. He's got a shit ton of normal conventional weaponry. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it, but well, the gun in the end, I was like, what the there's fuck some is exo- that? Yeah, yeah, there's some exotic guns. That's, uh, I think that was an automatic shotgun. I mean, there's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, the long barrel revolver, that one? Mm-mm, the, well, you know what? We'll get to it now, okay. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, it's got an M16 back to it, but a, then it's got ri- something on the front. Was it just that... A rifle stock? Yeah, was it just the grenade launcher like a, that made it look different? It could be, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because he started walking with it, I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah. he loaded it, he or he he loaded the chamber the same way you do an M16, where it's right where the handle would be. Mm-hmm. That double, right. which is I just going on a limb and saying that's why Hollywood uses it because that looks really cool. That's <laughs> when they load it that way. It's sure. Like, uh, ooh. Yeah. Conventional weaponry is how he goes toe to toe with sure. everyone in the Marvel universe. He's a threat to everybody, right? And there's a some what if stories. What if the Punisher? Killed the Marvel. This is where he started. Was Spider Man, right? And we talked about it. Hired by the Kingpin. Sure. So the Punisher goes toe to toe with everyone in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Conventional weaponry. He's a you know he's a uh, experienced combat veteran in the comics. Mm -hmm. Variety of firearms. And towards the end of the movie, to clear out a big room, there's an explosion. Right. Sure. So our beer tonight (laughs) comes to us from Sloop Brewing Company. It is Juice Bomb. IPA. All right. Sloop Brewing Company is in Fishkill, New York. They were founded in 2011 by Adam Watson and Justin Taylor. Their taglines are grounded in the craft and tradition of brewing, open to adventure in the pursuit of new beers, new tastes, and new experiences. They are named for the boats that once moved people and cargo up and down the Hudson. Mm -hmm. Sloop is excited to be a part of the growing upstate craft movement and a growing upstate economy. Good for them. Uh, I would argue they're not upstate, but that's okay. Fishkill is very close to New York City. Yeah, they start in Hudson Valley, but again, they're north of. Uh, they're they're north, but again, in New know, York City and everything is, above is upstate. Yeah, they're, they're not central New York. So their beer, Juice Bomb, is their juicy, hazy flagship IPA. The low bitterness and late hopping showcase the citrusy, juicy notes of American hops. A blast of tropical aroma is followed by a resiny and balanced flavor. Juice Bomb features all of the aspects and nuances of full hop flavor, not just bitterness. It's an IPA for real hop lovers. ABV, 6.5%. TSPHDR me. Todd read that whole thing without screwing up whilst pouring his beer. I'm not fucking around. This is a current favorite beer of mine, so I'm not going to lie. It is. Oh, okay. So New England IPA is my favorite style right now, and this is a great example. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. this is their flagship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Juice Bomb IPA. Woo. Well, I go down near F- Fishkill for work. Oh. Maybe I'll have to stop in, in there and, you know, see if I can get one get on some, tap. Yeah, get some old schwagola. All right. Oh, I was just going to go for a beer. Oh, oh, that too. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So there you go. That's a good beer. Um. But once again, even though we didn't get it there, branching sure. out for all your beer needs That's right. in the central right. New York area. You can stum- listen, occasionally you know, you can stumble into good beers at other places, but for the consistent quality I feel like we need to let That's right. That's right. Let for, them know that we still love them. Of course. For you know, for the consistent quality of their selection. Sure. 
branching so out. So you to go. still haven't had a chance to talk to them about what dinosaurs I saw? I have not. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of town this week before we record, so you probably need to get the beer. Sure. So you can you Ooh. can check in on the dinosaurs. I'll wear my Jurassic Park shirt Perfect. and just be like, so uh, how was uh, <laughs> Costa Rica? Catch my drift. <laughs> oh, we got some reshoots. Yes. Reshoots. Thanks, Bob. Our first reshoot comes from Mr. Phil Watson. Yep. Speaking Friend of, of Jurassic podcast. Park. Yeah, that's right. Fan of Jurassic Park. How many times has he seen that movie? Over 100. That's ridiculous. It's like crazy. the movie he just puts on in the background. Sure. I mean, it's, it's there a great are movie. worse movies to do. So he says, hey, guys, I know this is a little while back, but listening to the Catwoman episode, I heard Todd say it's like a bad video game. And I thought it's not only like one, <laughs> that's right. it in fact was in real life an honest to God bad video game. I remember this. I did not, but I looked it up and I was like, was oh. It, was it a PS2 or PS3? Uh, what he says is it came out in July of 2004 and was absolutely terrible. Ratings for it ranged from 2 out of 10 to 6 out of 10. Who gave it a 6 out of 10? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depending on where you looked. Uh, the Xbox magazine I saw, that I saw the review for it rated it at a 4 Oof. out of 10. Oof. Uh, and a prominent quote that they put in the article was, Halle Berry and Leather couldn't save the movie or this game. <laughs> yeah, so it was a Xbox and PS2 game. And, mm-hmm. and the did you ever see the cover? Oh, yeah. It was clearly going right for the uh, 11-year-old boys, God, right? Like So bad. So distasteful. Okay. Uh, a couple other little things during your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. The New Jersey <laughs> Nets are now the Brooklyn Nets. What? Oh. Your favorite, oh. uh, your favorite guy there yeah. from, uh, from Brooklyn. This That's fucking, right. Just fucking. a kid from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, they moved a few years ago. TGRI from Secret of the Ooze stands for Techno Global Research Industry. Wow. It's changed to TCRI in later versions, and that stands for Techno Cosmetic Research Faci- uh, Institute. Did, uh, but I think our question was whether that was from the comics or creation of the cartoon. But I had mentioned that I know oh, in, got it, got it. in Secret of the Use, oh, it's TG, but got in, it, got it. in the other ones, it's TC. Got it. Okay. Oh. And Isla Nubar Isla, is right. 120 miles off the coast of Costa Rica, uh, leased it from the government. He, meaning uh, Hammond, leased it from the government and spent five years turning it into a biological preserve. Really spectacular. Spare no expense. <laughs> That's right. Who'd they get for the narration? Uh, Sir Richard Attenborough? No, he is the Oh, guy. he is Hammond, right. The voice you're now hearing is Richard Kiley. <laughs> we spared no expense. If you look to the right, you will see a herd of the first dinosaurs on our tour, Dilophosaurus. In the book, if you've ever read the book, which is very different, Hammond dies in the book very violently. Whoever they mention in there. R- the, Richard Kiley. Richard Kiley. Thank you. But they, they mention it in uh, the book and then in the movie. So it was just kind of like... Was I think, the Man of La Mancha guy? That was. Mm-hmm. And he said, as always, keep up the good work and congratulations on your Apple podcast rating. Thanks, buddy. Yay. There was Thanks, something Phil. else. There was another one. Uh, well, if we missed it, we'll uh, hit it was next it time. my brother? Let me just look at my brother's... Uh, I actually don't think it was. I think we somehow squeaked something past your brother. <laughs> So that was it. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And whoever it was that I said we'd get to it, I'm terribly sorry yeah, we'll that get I it. forgot. Listen, it's not like we're done. We got more movies. Yeah, we got more. Not like, um, so Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan. What? <laughs> I'm 
sorry. I am so sorry. I just keep imagining you waking up in the morning, sir, looking in the mirror, and in all seriousness saying to yourself, you know what would be a really kick-ass name? Taser Face! <laughs> had a podcast together called In Love. Okay. Because Chris Sullivan is married, and Michael Rosenbaum is looking for love. So Got like, it. they had Michael's ex-girlfriend on one time. They had married couples like Seth Green and his wife, and... Really, it was a really good podcast, and they dropped one a couple weeks ago. It was like, our final episode. And I went, what? Oh. I guess Chris Sullivan's got some big thing that he can't talk about just yet that's coming up. Oh, yeah? And I'm like, wait, aren't you still on This Is Us? Did, did Toby die? You know, we did not come back after the first season. It just, you know what it is? Aubrey moves on, and she's not like, she's like, nope, I you know, can't get her to sit down for it. I'm like, damn it, The Crown. We loved season one. Season two comes out and she's like, yeah, that was so, you know, um, three months ago. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) But she stayed with Schitt's Creek, right? Yeah. Her and... uh, Is it done? Uh, I know this is the final season. I don't think it's done yet. Okay. It's not done yet, but um, yeah. Arrow and Schitt's Creek. The Good Place. I'm going to finish it when we're done. Oh, it's good. All right. I got as far as... Casey. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so that's for reshoot. Yeah. What's the IMDb score for this? IMDb fine, fine movie? score for this movie is a five point nine. So if we were to turn that into a letter grade, that's an F. Oh, that's an F. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, mm. it's. I mean, it's the higher end of the F range. Yeah, Usually sixty five. Yeah. You know, under sixty five is an F. Yeah. Unless you're from New Hampshire, and then it's something else. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What was that? Six fifty? <laughs> I don't. It was something weird. Yeah. Which think about it, that kind of makes more sense. If fifty if fifty percent of what you've done is bad, you fail. Okay, you know, it's like a simple, majo- simple like a simple majority kind of. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Fifty right. percent is bad. Well, you fail. All right. Okay. Sixty-five. That's, that's two thirds majority almost. Sixty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But still. All right. All right. So uh, yeah. So that's a, the score. So production. <laughs> well, character background. Okay. Oh, character. Background. We haven't done him yet. Yeah, we did the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, then we don't need to do it again. Okay. Yeah. It's the Punisher hey, he, with Dolph uh, Lundgren. <laughs> his family is violently murdered and he goes to therapy and works it all out and everyone's... Oh, wait, no. You know, unlike... unlike, uh, So that was what? Episode 20, our season... Oh, no, no. Did we 21. come back? 21. Yeah. So our, epi- our season two, two premiere, mm-hmm. um, Dolph Lundgren, they... I don't even remember if they if we even saw his background. Sure. In this... We did. This was pretty comics accurate. Actually... It's the the only thing that's not comics accurate is that he's a special forces instructor, which I don't know what that is. It's a it's like a toss away line of dialogue. In no, this. no, I know that. But oh, in in the comics, he's a well, Vietnam in, in the original. In the original he's, he's a yeah, vet, yeah. But it, and he is an experienced, Green dangerous. Uh, I don't. I don't. They probably never. I'm sure it was retconned that way. Originally, he was a experienced Vietnam combat vet. Well, I'm thinking also they don't want anyone in the green brace be like hey <laughs> what the fuck yeah like well you know, spoiler alert anyone who finds the punisher as a role model should probably that is a bit of criticism for cops that have adopted the skull logo and I even don't agree with it at his all. creator uh was a john ramita senior was him or yeah. the other one he was the artist was it junior no it was senior was the artist okay. but um I, I know the cover it's the Punisher standing yeah, up because yeah, we yeah. talked about it. He's shooting a shotgun, remember, with a scope with on a it. With a scope, yeah. <laughs> uh, it might have been the writer. 
Um, Jerry Conway, that's who it was. Okay. Jerry Conway, I think, has been very vocal uh, in media in the last year or two, just talking about like, we should not feel good about law enforcement officers adopting the Punisher as their logo. It's the exact opposite of what law enforcement officers should represent. Chuck doesn't have one of those on his. Uh, geez, I don't remember. Boy. I don't want to make him feel bad. Well, l- l- listen, you know, here's, here's the good thing about Chuck, and I know this because he and I have done this many times. In the same way you and I can disagree about something, mm-hmm. including politics, and discuss it reasonably, Chuck can do that too. So my thing is, is that when I see a comp in a cruiser with the Punisher thing, sure, I get a little, I get a little twitchy. I'm like, oh, okay, like taking the law into your own hands, Castle. What the fuck? That's the exact opposite of being a cop. Like he is, he is not a hero. He no. is, he is probably one of the first anti-heroes. So initially, he's a villain. He's a villain. He's a villain up. flat yeah. out. But even then, even then. He's only a villain because he has rejected society's laws in his pursuit of justice. He's a vigilante. He's a he's a vigilante, hundred percent. Yeah, but he's not trying to amass personal power. He's not trying to gather wealth. He's not doing anything that aligns with typical villain motives, right? He's only a villain because he breaks the law. He so, and he's only a villain when he's first introduced is because he's trying to kill the title character of the comic he's introduced it with Spider Man. Right, the Kingpin right. hires him. The, Tricking him. Tricking him. Right, right. Because he, he's not a mercenary. And once Frank figures that out, he does, in fact, go after the kingpin, yes? Um, Jeez, that one. Let's see. I'm right there on his wiki. I think it's, what is, is it? Spider-Man 270 something? Spider-Man 129. 129. February 1974. Yeah, it doesn't say here. I, I, I don't recall. But so he is the beginning of the, you don't have Venom. You don't have Deadpool. You don't have Spawn. You don't have any of these anti-heroes without... Punisher, I'd say he's the sure. first one, right? Oh, we're talking about those other yeah. ones. You know, maybe some of them don't need to be around. I'm not wild Deadpool. about Venom. Oh, no, I love Deadpool. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. In fact, this Deadpool. movie, I feel like it has all the seriousness of Batman with the ultraviolence of the Deadpool movies. So hold on to that because there's a theme I want to explore. I've got that right here. <laughs> we should but, also, at this is a good time yeah. to mention, this is going to be one of our few female directed movies mm-hmm. and we mentioned her did we mention her at Lexi the end Alexander, of, yeah we must have when we pulled this one the faults in this movie do not lie on lexi alexander yeah so 5.9 this mm-hmm. was a flop when it came out we'll do that let's do the box office right now sure 35 million dollar budget which lexi alexander has said that is sh- surprising as this does not look like a 35 million dollar movie no it, it looks like it's a much higher budgeted movie wow well she said that, so a couple things. She signed on to do it cheap. This is her first feature film. Yeah. Uh, or it's her first film for a major studio. Mm-hmm. She's the first female director for a Marvel adaptation film. Mm-hmm. She said that kind of like the Deadpool situation, the budget was cut as they were in production. Huh. So I wonder if that's why like some things look better. Maybe they look higher than that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it does $10 million at the box office. It's a flop in its initial release. It has since become a little bit of a cult classic, and a guy that we both really love, Patton Oswalt, has <laughs> talked at length about how this is a much better movie than uh, it gets credit for, and it's a, it's a good movie. I fully went into this movie ready to hate watch it, and I think it was the point where the Punisher blew up the parkour guy that I went, oh, I know what kind of movie this is now. Okay, I'm fine with this. It's not my favorite kind of movie. But I, I got the spit take you, finally. You I was sure just did. Go right it was over. silent, but, but you got come it. Come on, he blew up a fucking parkour guy <laughs> with did. a rocket launcher. He kind of was did. so awesome. He kind of did. Like I, I went, oh, she's going for absurdist violence in this movie. 
Okay, yeah. I can take violence. Danny could never watch this movie. Sure, she sure, wouldn't sure. even get past the first scene. Right. Nor would I make her watch this movie. Yeah, but I can watch it, and I just go, okay. Yeah, at a point, I'm just like, this is too much violence for this movie, but I know what she's going for. So again, let's put a pin in this because mm-hmm. I think I think there's more interesting places to talk about themes than scenes. Sure, 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 sure. And that's a theme I want to talk about. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, Lexi Alexander. Mm-hmm. She's a stunt woman, performer. She'd done some shorts, a couple things you probably haven't heard of, a couple TV episodes. Um, she learned all the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do gun training, but that's not the word they use. Tactical? Tactical training? She learned yeah. all the tactical training alongside... Um, Ray Stevenson? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Um, now, it's written by the one name that you won't know, Nick Santora. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a shit ton of TV producer credits, sure. also some TV writing credits. He was a lawyer for six years before he quit to write and produce TV shows. Mm-hmm. But the other two names are writing partner team, Art Markham and Matt Holloway. Writers of Iron Man. Iron Man, Transformers mm-hmm. The Last Night. Mm-hmm. Also, they're credited right now as writing Morbius, the 2020 film. Oh, boy. Uh, yep. Um, and I think we mentioned this just a few episodes. They they wrote a draft that was not used for the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, right. That's yep. right. Yeah. So we've run across them before. Um, another name here that we don't typically talk about, we have occasionally, producer is Gail Ann Hurd, mm-hmm. extensive TV and film producer. Sure. Ex-wife of James Cameron. Yep. Also, uh, Brian De Palma. Really? I did not know that part. Okay. She has a co-writing credit for The Terminator that I think she got. Did she get that under? No, she helped write it. Yeah, that wasn't the, oh, no, it's the um, it's the other guy. It's a science fiction guy uh, that's crazy. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard? No, 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 no. no. Harlan Ellison? Oh, yeah. He's uh, su- he, he, he now has a credit on there, too, because James Cameron, that was a lawsuit. Right. He stole. Because he had, a, not the Tomorrow Man. It was something... But it was, yeah, yeah. it was clearly, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, Gail Ann Hurd, I believe, is, is credited as making it about Sarah. Interesting. I think. Interesting. That, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So that's what I had for production stuff. What, what do you got? The only thing I had was that Thomas Jane was offered, originally this was just going to be a sequel. This right. is actually a reboot of a reboot. Yeah, so we did so. not do that. Right, so we this stands alone. All yep. three stand alone. Stand alone, yep. And it's just crazy that we're already on the third. Re- actually, we're on the fourth reboot of The Punisher because he's in Daredevil. He's in Daredevil, yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, I think that's the best. Except I, I, I have not been able to watch The Punisher show. Because move it along, guys. Um, but with this, Thomas Jane uh, didn't take it because he didn't like the uh, script. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Probably didn't like the violence. I mean, which is weird. I mean, it's you know ratcheted up ten times over what the. So we haven't done that movie yet, but you've seen it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I was like, uh, his movie needed a little bit of the violence from this one. Yeah, and th- this movie needed a little bit more of the dark humor. Like, there's, I can think of. Sure. The end line is the only thing that I went, ah. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Other than that, I was like, this, ooh, yeah. good lord. All right. So you got anything else? Star Trek Picard's really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. 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 Did we draw the line? Yeah. No, father. <laughs> uh, so roll that film. Marvel Knights. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait to see more movies from Marvel. Oh, so you think, is it worth oh. talking about Marvel Knights for a minute? The so actual, the, the comic? Because, no, I mean, well, no, I mean the 
Like this yeah, the, is the business deal. Oh, was this part of a specific business deal? Yeah. So this is in the period when Marvel had entered bankruptcy or was in receivership. Uh-huh. And basically they contract with Joe Quesada and one or some other people to basically cr- to do these titles almost like a, like a private label kind of thing. Like do these for us, we'll publish them, but you write them and create them and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and it was originally the, the team that was formed to take down the Punisher, right? So it's Moon Knight- uh, Heroes for Hire. Um, it's some of those like C, C level, yeah, you know, comics what, characters of the time the in the, the early two thousands. I, I think. I, so I think the team was officially not named, but I think Marvel Knights was like the. Uh, oh, was that because wasn't the Marvel Knights? The, I think it was the imprint. Yeah. But it wasn't Marvel Knights banner also used for stuff like Night Stalkers and stuff like that? Like the Dark Avengers stuff? Like the, no, like the I don't know about Dark Avengers, but like, well, oh, no, I'm thinking Marvel hor- Max. Yeah, Marvel that Max was a different was there, th- like, yeah. which Punisher gets fuck. Which Punisher got published under for sure, a while. Yeah. That's where he belongs. Yeah, so Marvel Knights originated in 98 mm-hmm. when Marvel outsourced four titles, Black Panther, The Punisher, Daredevil, and The Inhumans to yeah. Jay Quesada, and Jimmy Palmiotti's Jay company. Jay Quesada or? Joe Quesada. Joe Quesada. Uh, to their company, Event Comics. And then they hired the creative teams for the Knights line and Marvel published and you know them. who now is the CEO of Marvel? Is Joe Quesada. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, probably absolutely. walked in like, that's right, fuckers. That's mine. right. And, and with that, they connect with a lot of, uh, you know, Garth Ennis. We've talked about his stuff before. Apparently, Colin says Garth Ennis's Punisher is a hell of a ride. I believe that's what the picture that he sent me is from. I have heard that as well. Is that the one where he becomes like an avenging angel? I have no idea. I'm not sure. All, All right. he said was Cal- a hell of a ride and then sent me the picture of the Punisher cold cocking a polar bear. So that's right. You sure did. Uh, so, you know what? Listen, Colin, instead of killing us with text, Colin, why don't you just record record a snippet? Fuck yeah. Colin, and then we'll drop it in. Like Colin's give us. Corner. Yeah. Col- Thank Damn. you. Damn. All right. Yeah. Thank Colin's you. Corner. <laughs> Thank you. So let's do a quick overview of the movie. Yes. This movie picks up with Frank Castle, is established as the Punisher. Yep. He's been doing it for a couple of years. Six years. Well, six years since his family died. Right. Uh, so it kind of feels like it's referencing the first Punisher movie, but retconning stuff to be different. It's not his entire fucking family like it is in the Thomas Jane one. Oh, right. It's his wife and his, ch- his and two his children, kids. Which yeah. is comic accurate. Comic accurate. It, literally down to the picnic in the park. Oh, man, that shot is beautiful. Yeah. It's sad, but beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. beautiful. The dead kids? Yeah, yeah it's Casey. rough. It's <laughs> rough, but it's it's like... Alexei Alexander's a really good director, yeah. I think. The Punisher's on this hunt for this mob family. He ends up showing up at uh, a birthday party for the head of the, the mob family and killing... Everyone! Well, not quite. Well, he, he thinks he does, yeah. Right, because somebody gets away. One of the Capo regimes. His Billy. nephew, right? He calls him so he so Billy refers to Cesare Gaetano Cesare the mafioso mm-hmm. uh, as uncle, but I can't tell if it's like a like Godfather. I can't tell if it's oh, like a yeah. turn of respect because there is no affection between them at all. That doesn't mean they're not no, uncle and true. nephew. That's true. But he also says, well, "It's time for me to take over anyway." Thanks to the Punisher, won't even get my fucking hands dirty. <laughs> that means that, no that but that just means oh, he's one of the lines? he's one yeah. of the captains so yeah Capo, okay right so uh so they get away they end up at a warehouse fight and in a bottle recycling factory it's I'm a recycling say? factory yeah 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 um and uh <laughs> dominic Westface gets super fucked up right. and he becomes 
Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Comic character. By his own volition. So he is pretty much beat for beat following the Jack Nicholson Joker origin. Right. Face gets (laughs) fucked up. Plastic surgeon tries to tell him that it's the best he could do. Ends badly for the plastic surgeon. Horse hide. (laughs) That's all you had laying around. Yeah, that's. And then uh, he tells somebody that. Billy is dead. From now on. You call me Joker. I mean, Jigsaw. I mean, I, at that point, I went, time out. Someone owes Sam Ham some money. <laughs> That's right. Now, in the course of the firefight where Punisher has has killed Billy Jigsaw's, most of his crew, uh-huh. um, one of his underlings, Donatelli, gets killed, and we, and we learned that he was, in fact, an undercover FBI agent. What a twist. Punisher is now racked with guilt over right. killing an FBI agent. This is as close to Batman as the Punisher gets. He doesn't kill cops. Yeah, so let's 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 move through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Some sh- they they break uh Doug Hutchinson out of jail, which or a psych ward, which Doug Hutchinson, real quick, third episode in a row. Uh human garbage. Human garbage was fifty and married a seventeen year old. The end. I don't think we with need to her spe- parents' permission, which Just shame on them. I thought it was both of them. I believe it was just her dad. Uh, no. Oh, it was pretty, both? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much money did they get? I ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Phenomenal actor. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah. actor. I mean, he's great in uh, The Green Mile. Well let, me, well, let me take it back. So his work, I believe I've now seen him in two things. <laughs> where he, in both of them, he plays a sadistic psychopath and he's great. Yeah, no, you've so seen him in something else. Damn. Probably, but I mean, I haven't certainly haven't seen him in something bigger than either of these two roles. So while you're looking that up, yep. uh, so Donatelli's partner, Agent Budiansky, uh, joins the New York NYPD's Punisher task force because he wants to take down the Punisher. Played by a Arrow actor. Yep. Um, oh, fuck. What's his name? That is Colin Salmon. Yes. And Colin is a British man. Is he not? Uh, I... Was it British or why did I think he was from like New Zealand? Nope, British. Yep, mm-hmm. British. Because he is doing the worst American accent in this film. <laughs> Hi, I'm a I'm an American, so I I talk like this. Oh, you know why you don't know the other thing Doug Hutchinson was in? Because you never watched Lost. I didn't watch. Lost. He was on That's Lost, right. and he was great. Oh, that. he was also on the X Files, which you also didn't watch. Didn't watch because there's a little callback to uh, when he's there with the orderly. That, yeah. that oh surprise, it's a overweight orderly, and he's horrible to his patients. <laughs> This is such a trope, and yeah. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he's going to eat that orderly's applesauce. I'm going to get my applesauce back. Did you know kidneys and applesauce are a delicacy in Sweden? Did you know that? Yes. Yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy, tummy. His character on the X-Files had to eat kidneys to survive. Oh, good Lord. Uh, we're introduced to Punisher's longtime, um, basically, weapons guy. His Q, Microchip. Uh, Played by Nedry. Nedry, Wayne, the wonderful Wayne Knight. Jigsaw goes after the widow of the slain FBI agent. Because he thinks they have a bunch of his money. money. While Punisher is you know, considering giving up his life of vengeance, is forced to you know return to the hunt to protect the family of F- this FBI agent who he killed mm-hmm. um, out of this guilt and obviously it brings up all this you know imagery of his own dead family yada yeah. yada yada uh, in the meantime we culminate with a massive battle 
in a hotel that Jigsaw inherited. Is that what the yeah, story was? Yeah, it was some weird. I mean, it, it's it's Hotel Artemis. It's, it's like it's like I it's think, Hotel Artemis meets the building from the Raid meets the building from Dread. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I th- like I really think the people it's crime who made building? who made Hotel Artemis. It's somebody semi big. Oh, Whoever must have watched this movie and went. I got an idea. And then, you know, I mean, it ends with a big fight and we can we can talk through the combat. And actually, that is something I do want to talk about. But so have we hit the big beats? I think that's it. Yeah. It, you know, at the end, he kills the psychopaths, Surprise. saves the family. Uh-huh. Microchip dies. Wow. That was that. Uh, that was a shocker. Uh, yeah. I was very surprised that Wayne Knight bit it. Like, I, yeah, because usually he survives. No. <laughs> I thought you were one of your big brothers. You're not so bad. That's what happens in the movie. So let me ask you a question, Casey. So yeah. you've oh, hang on. Let's take a break. PL is peeing. We'll be right back. So you mentioned earlier Batman. The goddamn Batman. So give me your your quick thumbnail sketch. What's your take on Batman killing? Batman kills under necessity only. Okay. Now, well, it, so okay. you know that they've teamed up. Batman and Punisher? Oh, a of course they have. Batman it, and Punisher. Okay. It's not Bruce. Well, I think they have now, but at the time, everyone was went, it. A, what's his name? Uh, yes, it was John Paul Valley. Oh, God. From, and even from like, Blue even Haven, like the Punisher was like. The Transylvanian city next to Gotham City? Blue Haven? No, yeah. that's where uh, Dick Grayson fights. Oh, Batman. of course it is. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What are you shitting on DC for? What they Blue do? Haven. Well, okay. So. Wait. So. So even Frank Castle was like, hey, John Paul Valley, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and not so many colorful words, but it was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to leave now. Bye. So Batman kills only under necessity. Batman has, does has, not have a no kill. Sure. Him. Right, right, right. Now, my question to you is whether we saw it on the panel or the screen, mm-hmm. I would suggest it's safe to assume that Batman is responsible for the death of some Gotham City police officers. If he can help it, he he will uh, he will put his a uh, police officer's life before his uh, own. Uh, agree, yeah. I agree with that one hundred percent. But, but yes, don't probably. wouldn't you suggest he's sure. probably responsible? Oh, sure, right? Why not? So, Punisher is really torn up over the death of this FBI agent. Now both he's, both he's, cops that die in this movie, he gets pretty upset about. Sure, sure, sure. Is Punisher more moral? Than Batman. No, because oh, Punisher okay. is judge, jury, and executioner. Batman of, will beat the shit out of a villain. Of criminals. Of criminals. Batman sure. will beat the shit out of a criminal, but then he'll drag him up to Ar- Arkham. So here's my here's my thought. Have we ever seen Batman agonize over a over collateral damage? Which sure. Microchip says, look, this is war. Collateral damage happens. You should know that. And Punisher's like, no, this that's not... This isn't what I'm supposed to do. Like, that's his reaction yeah. to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. I can't think of exact. I mean, there's one where the. Are you familiar with the character Anarchy? Uh, I actually think you've talked about him before. Yeah, and it's been a, a couple of different things. For a yeah. while, it was a kid. Okay. Wearing like a, a an extension to put the head up here to make him look like he was an adult. Um, <laughs> Two kids he, sneaking into an R rated movie in a trench coat? Okay. Right. And if, essentially, he. They end up dying in a uh, a junkyard, in a car junkyard. And Batman, like the guy who kills them, mm-hmm. Batman just kind of kicks some uh, things. And it's like upset about the death. And it is partially Batman's fault mm-hmm. that this kid has died. And there's a couple other times, you know, obviously Barbara Gordon, he still holds a lot of um, 
uh, guilt. Guilt, thank you, for because of the Joker. Right. You know, the Joker is the one where he toes the line of killing. I guess what I'm curious about to ex- exploring, though, is this idea that forget like his targets, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but when an, when a when collateral damage or a bystander is killed, not his target, Punisher shows more remorse. Seems to show more remorse and guilt than I've ever seen. Now, again, I'm not as familiar yeah. as Batman as you are, but I'm wondering, like, how how did that strike you? Have you ever seen Batman? you know, be so regretful or mourn this unintended death. Yeah, I can't think of one uh, uh, specific, but I do know he has. And, you know, it's more not so much with the cops Yep. with Batman, but it'll be a, a, a bystander that he will 100%. It will send him into, it, he usually doesn't get remorseful. He just gets more rageful. Okay. And he'll take it out on that criminal. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. I can't think of, I'm not, okay. I, I mean, it'll. We'll be sitting, standing here for 20 minutes while that's I all right. go through I just, my lexicon. You know, that just struck me as like, oh, that's an interesting... Was point. that done so that he wasn't just a the Terminator? Hyper-violent. Yeah, that he he needed some sort of humanity in his life. Is mm-hmm. that why that was written that way? Because I don't know if Frank Castle in the comics cares about cops. Uh, I hmm. So he, he definitely does not target them. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know that they've presented it in this way. Like, he's yeah, so clearly... Because it's... At first, I was like, "Oh wait, it was Donatelli killed like in Crossfire." No, no, Punisher killed Shot him. him. Punisher is one hundred percent responsible. Does the fact that he was an undercover FBI agent somehow change what happened? You know, or change how we should feel about it? Yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, I'm trying to think if I, I think we 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 hit it is that they did it just to make him more humane. I mean, I know Batman in general will protect cops and bystanders. Sure. Much like Frank does at the end of this movie, he'll take a bullet. Sure, sure, sure. He don't, right. Okay, I mean, that's Batman, fair. Batman's not wearing a flank jacket, so it's not <laughs> as impressive. <laughs> Depending on which movie we're in, it's, uh, you know. Well, I'm well, talking comics. Oh, comics. Does which he, is, does in, does, it's Kevlar. There's, okay, There's it. like uh, high, high impact, uh, uh, thin Kevlar. Got it. Okay, all right. Like, I believe it, it may now, because we have actual high impact... Lo- Kevlar, fin- they've moved it up to something even more fantastical. Won't, won't withstand a, a direct point blank, but anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay. How will it hold up against dogs? We talking Rottweilers? What you want with? Should do fine against cats. So I had another question I wanted to ask you. And again, we'll see how this sure. works. And you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh, Deadpool. Oh, hello. So this is a rated R superhero movie. Sure is. And this is a flop. Now the fact that it may have, have been revised as a cult classic It's definitely cult. It's not it, it, it has not recouped its sure. budget at all. Um do you think that the inherent problem with this is that making an R-rated superhero movie it's not impossible. We had Deadpool, we had Logan, we will have Birds of Prey. We will have Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. right? Um not impossible, but you need something. So in Deadpool you talk about humor. Mm-hmm. Um Logan Heart Heart, popularity of the character. Mm, Is that the right? Like, we'll we'll go further. Punisher's got neither of those. Is that why this fails? It's, it's the violence in this is hyper violent. So he's stabbing knives into heads. He punches a guy's face and it crumples in itself. Sure. Like, he would have to have superpowers to be able to crush an entire face. Yep. First punch. It is no worse than the violence in Deadpool or Logan, but somehow this feels worse. What is it? Uh, is it? Is it maybe that it is the first? We weren't 
I bet you if I'd seen this for the first time in 2004, You'd, yeah. I, I might not like it as much. But because we have two Deadpools, because we have Logan, because we will have Birds of Prey, and I've seen that that's going to be very hyper-stylized violence. We have a lot more hyper-stylized violence. Yep. Movies, Crank, Crank High Voltage, this very much felt like... Uh, is the problem if those that guys came down from their coke high, <laughs> this would be the movie they would make. Would this movie have been more successful if it wasn't a air quotes superhero movie? Because you're right. I mean, look, Saw. Look at the the torture porn Ugh. of Saw and Hostel and all those movies. Clearly, there's an audience for hyper violent movies. Sure, there is. I I just think it was just not the right time for the movie. Okay, I really think that's it because. Like I said at the beginning, I went in ready to hate watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I texted you and I said, this was okay. This was good. It's, so I didn't hate it. So this was my first watch all the way through. Right, because you tried. I tried you, a few times. Where have where do you usually uh, cut out? Uh, I think I cut out after the shootout of Billy's hideout in the beginning. You know, but when he, he becomes, becomes jigsaw. jigsaw. Okay. But even like even before we see him with the plastic surgeon, like that early, right around the time when the FBI agent dies, that's about as far as I made it. Or maybe and, when we meet Microchip the first time, that, that's it. And that's the point where it feels like that's the first time this movie lets you catch your breath. If this movie starts and it's like shooting and stabbing and punching, and you're just like, oh my God. I, it's almost like... <laughs> The musical theater nerd in me will step out for a second. <laughs> the first time I saw Moulin Rouge, it first starts with the very sad Ewan McGregor. The It goes to him coming to Paris for the first time, going to the Moulin Rouge, drinking absinthe, hallucinating. All this, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Right. And then it gets to Nicole Kidman and uh, Ewan McGregor sing a love uh, melody together. And then it gives you a second to go, okay, I can adjust to the way this movie is being shot. I can adjust mm-hmm. to the frenetic edit of this movie. Yeah. I feel like that, if you can make it to microchip and it gives you a second to go, okay, what did I just see? What is Lexi Alexander going for with this movie? Yeah. Okay, now I'm ready. How far into the movie is it before Punisher speaks? 25 minutes. Is it really? 25 minutes. No shit. First thing he says is to, to microchip. What do you want, micro? To be fair, the movie starts with him going out and, quote unquote, punishing people. Who's, who's he going to talk to? Sure. He does not have a catchphrase like Arrow did. You have failed this city. So he has no reason to say anything to any of these people except... Yeah, so that's clearly a choice. But I wonder, like, does that make it worse somehow? Because the violence... So the first fight... Is the massacre it's literally of the, the opening scene of this movie? Yeah, the massacre of the mafiosos uh, bar and the violence in that. I mean, there's no easing into it. We're being thrown right into the deep end mm. again. It's an it's a knife into the top of the skull. Uh, I think he, he shoots beha- somebody. He beheads face. the he behead- <laughs> the Godfather, uh, Cesare. Yeah, yeah he just uh, hit the Cesare's mall, grabs a gun hidden on his wheelchair, mm-hmm. uh, and then Punisher slits her throat. Man. Right. Or no, he snaps her neck. Right. Snaps her neck. Yeah, the old, yeah. 
Which is not how you... Not how you snip it. I know. You do it I've nice heard, and slow. I've heard. But uh, yeah, that's just... So I wonder if the movie came out today, would it have been successful? Or is it just that there's some piece missing? And I think, I think there's some piece missing. Uh, okay, let's add to why this movie might not have done as well. Is part of the reason that it didn't do well because even in 2004, there were incels that were pissed that a female was directing a Punisher movie? Do you think there's a uh, section of the n- population that I wrote be this movie you. off? I, so I know that the incels that hate Ray in the sequels. That want Brie that, Larson recast. Right. Yeah. So they are. They can all choke on a dick. Of course. Of course. <laughs> they are a loud minority, but they are still an uber minority. I don't sure. think there's enough of them. To, to affect the to, box to office. Do it, yeah. To do anything other than skew things like online polls or Ugh. online things. Which, and thankfully in 2004, we weren't as inundated into social yeah. media as we are now. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So I don't think, I don't think that's it. I, I don't okay. think that's what keeps people away. But I wonder if it, I wonder if it had been marketed as a Jason Statham, you know, crank. Was it, of, yeah. Was it that no one knew who Ray Stevenson was? I'm a big fan of his. For me, he'll always be Titus Pullo from Rome. Rome. Yeah. Was um, Rome pre this? Or was uh, this? No, it was it was before this. Okay. What I really like in that opening scene, mm-hmm. overall, the entire movie, visually, and may, I don't know if we chalk this up to Lexi Alexander or whoever the DP for the movie was. Yep. But that where the lights go out and he lights the uh, the, like flare, the flare. Yeah. And it's the only time really in the movie the Punisher skull is really prominent. I was like, God damn it, that's a cool introduction to the character and, and but then it goes away we don't see it again till the end that it's faded me. yeah it's there in all the shots yeah. but well that and that's sadly that that is one thing i will hold against her because she said she didn't want the bright white i'm like that, that stop making that faded yeah it, that's it needs to be thing. ridiculously white well i feel like in one of the many comics he intentionally does it to draw their fire he's like well this is where this is where i got the most armor it's like, the bat, shoot it's me the bat right, symbol yeah shoot me right there not in my face yeah the bat symbol has reinforced kevlar on it got that's it again drawing why, their that's fire that's why it's yellow yeah. got it so i loved the look when we see it there i was mm-hmm. annoyed that we didn't see it later oh that it was end. so faded yeah. yeah a very smart practical real world choice the throat armor is a gorget uh-huh uh, which is makes sense, right? Like it's your soft, fleshy neck. You don't want to get shot there. It looks horrible. And yet somehow Doug Hutchinson vampire, vampire bites him. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Wait, wait, hang on. Yeah. So this this is a world with no one has superpowers, right? Yeah. We, well, we have no reason to believe. So there's no reference to boy. If only Spider Man could, you know, right. so there help is, us out. I or, feel like the scripture. Read it, the, the Matthew 7, 9. Yeah. Whatever he says there, and the fact that it's Matthew. Yeah. Is it Daredevil? Daredevil, Matthew Murdoch. Yeah, maybe. Is, is it supposed nod? to be like a... Remember like, Matthew, his yeah. uh, long time... Or yeah. as, as in his movie, the priest says, Matthew. All right, so those were the questions that how, I wanted to ask you. How about the Punisher was going to be a priest? Is that ever part of his... That's... Uh, so there is a, there is a storyline. One of the many, again, characters been around you know, 40 years, mm-hmm. there is a storyline where he becomes an avenging angel. So I don't oh, know if I maybe there that. was a, a nod to the religious. Well, you know what he is right now. Isn't he the is cosmic, he the cosmic ghost? ghost? Yeah. yeah. Supposedly, yeah. like the real Frank Castle up, it came after him and like is like, hey, I heard you telling people that you're, you're me, me from the future. 
And like, I think he's calling his bullshit. I think, I think it's going to be, end up being somebody else. Yeah. That's again, that's why I mean, the, 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 uh, cosmic ghost rider looks like some sort of nineties reject drawing. Like I'm like, I'm sorry. What, (laughs) what are we doing? Yeah. All right. So, so I, I, I like the opening. I really did not like Dominic West in this movie. Playing was, the he, most cartoonish mobster, right? He was going for something, and I wonder if he, I wonder if they shot all the jigsaw stuff first, and he had gotten so used to over animating his face that it just bled into this. You know, he's almost now he's horrifying instead of absurdly funny, but he's almost a caricature in the way that one hundred percent the Batman sixty six villains are right yeah if but make them He's, like rated r and horrifying yeah it's batman 66 level of caricature mixed Shh. with the psychopathness with of the not saw i was gonna say 89 batman oh sure the oh, darkness of that yeah yeah yeah. well yeah a few steps i would suggest yeah. a few steps beyond. <laughs> even there that somebody's going well maybe yeah. you should not do that. And you know, he's a much better actor. Sure, he's great in everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah. I, I never watched The Wire, but he was also in um he was in Twenty Eight Days. Not twenty eight days later. Oh, the one with Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock and Vigo oh, Mortensen. Yeah, there he is. Oh, I didn't know Vigo Mortensen's in that. Yeah. It's got one of the sexiest kisses I've ever seen. He Vigo and Sandra. And I was like, oh he's uh funny under a Funny looking wig in Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes. Well, mate, um, he's part of the Steel Dragons. Mm-hmm. Do you want the gig then? He um, was in Phantom Menace as well. Jarris Janik. Who the hell is that? He's Jarris Janik? Who's Jarris Janik? He, he is. Palace Guard. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And Naboo. Oh, yeah. I remember him now. Oh, my God. That's funny. I just watched all these movies. That's funny. Huh. He was also a photographer in Spice World. <laughs> a movie we will not be doing. Not be doing. Uh, yeah, he's a better actor than this. Doug Hutchinson. Yeah. What is what up with his... What movie is he in? Well, he's part Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> and he's part Foghorn Darth Maul, Leghorn? and he's part Foghorn Leghorn. I know they're doing New York accents, or they're trying to, but they're pushing it so far that they're going to Southern. Yeah, he's, yeah. They're supposed to be doing New York accents, which again, like, okay, so Arrow, you haven't watched it yet, but everyone pretty, well, Stephen Mouse speaks with a slight Canadian accent. Every once in a while, he said a word on the show and you're like, no, not about, (laughs) it's about, that's what they say, which I had a Canadian friend in college goes, "Uh, is there you in the word? I said, yeah. He goes, then you fucking pronounce it. I went, oh, it is about, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, but everyone grew up in the same place, and everyone pretty much speaks with a standard American accent, mm-hmm. except for Paul Blackthorne, British actor. Okay, and he he said everything like this. He had this 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 tough, you know, like New York accent. Laurel, if you grew up in Star City, why do you sound like you're from the Bronx? <laughs> and that's the same thing. Like they're all from. Well, I guess they're in New York City, right? They yeah. Never outrightly say they're in New York. Well, we see the Empire's it, the opens, opens in the Empire State the, Building. Yeah. Is that the Brooklyn Bridge? No, it's not. It's one of the 21 bridges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the other ones? Yeah. It's, I'm not even going to try and guess. It's not the Brooklyn. If it's not the Brooklyn, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Queensboro. Uh, uh, sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. With Doug Hutchinson... Uh, I promise you two things. One, I will find Castle and I will kill him slowly and painfully. And two, you will never 
ever have to look at your reflection again as long as you're with me. It's bad, right? It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad, yeah. Everything about his character, from the fact that if he's strapped to a bed, perceivably no one's shaving him, let alone trimming his goatee into that douchebag, yeah. very thin. Well, why he should have had you... a scraggly beard. Yeah. And then like a quick line of like, hey, go see this person before we go on this first mission. And then if that's what you want him to look to be, boom, it's solved. Yeah. Why would you restrain a patient's arms back up over his head? Like that's how you die in a crucifixion. That's, that's right. It's right, right? Like you yeah. because if your arms are up, your mm -hmm. lungs can't push all the moisture out when you breathe out. Okay. When you are crucified, you essentially drown. Your lungs fill up with liquid. No kidding. Yeah, I did the research. Okay. All right. To make sure that I made the right sounds. <laughs> Got it. The character's weird. He's, again, it's a riff on Hannibal Lecter. And is there a character in the comics that he is based on? LBJ? Uh, Looney Bin Jim? Looney Bin Jim. His name is James. Not Looney Bin Jim. Not LBJ. James. I'm sorry. It's a good idea, really. It is. You know, I just realized what Dominic West is doing. That's exactly what a Dylan Ahn said. But when he saw his mother... Niagara Falls. He's yeah. doing. He's, he's fucking. He's doing Buster Joe Poindexter. Joe Pit. No, isn't that Joe Pit? No, it's Buster Poindexter. I thought you were thinking. I thought you were doing Joe Piscopo from uh, Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> you shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once. Once. I was not a fan of either of their characters, so that didn't work. I for me. didn't mind Dominic West as much because I kind of, I kind of chalk some of his overacting up to he's under eight pounds of uh, ridiculous makeup. I'd say affectionately call it on the Grace Generation loaf, <laughs> loaf. Yeah, because Klingons <laughs> looks like oh, loaf. So okay. just any alien makeup on that show has just become loaf. Loaf, <laughs> got it. Okay, and it looks like it just looks like. That's funny. You know how long it took them to put on the makeup on him? No. Uh, who? On uh, Dominic West. No, how long? Two hours. That's actually not bad. I and mean, because it's... an hour to take it all off. Oh, that, fuck that. And he has said it's... Oh, probably the, because they were trying to... They're keeping the pieces, right? Like, they're not disposable. Right? He said right? it's the one and only time he's going to wear prosthetics. And I say, I don't blame you. That's, you know... Two hours for just this? Think oh, about that. Like, sure. Batista's takes, I think, five... But it's full body tattoos. Well, right? all Scar the tattoos oh. are latex pieces. Sure, like, sure. If, sure. You, if you've never seen it, it's online. You can watch it. He stands the whole time. Oh, Jesus. Because he's Cause fucking he's Dave, Dave Batista. Fucking Batista. Casey, was there anything you liked in this movie? Sure. Oh, what sure. did you like? Once I figured out what Lexi Alexander was going for okay. with the ultra violence. Yes. And the very stuff, like. Neon is a big part of this movie. Sure, the church has a neon sign that says "Jesus saves." All the uh, all the room indicators in the hotel are all neon. There's a lot of it's like uh, it's almost like Gotham City mixed with New York City. I like the look of the movie. Okay, I okay. didn't mind the ultra violence once I like like I said mm -hmm. when for no reason those guys are parkouring on the. Uh, rooftop yeah. one guy backflips off and then a rocket comes in and explodes him <laughs> i was just like got it <laughs> um yeah you know the, the hyper violence didn't bother me and i and to be fair you know so certainly the comics depending on when you were reading them mm -hmm. it was careful we were carefully shown 
things or not shown things. Mm-hmm. Um, but this would be entirely like appropriate for the character, the violence, with, sure. which arguably is the only way he survives is because, you know, not only did he um, bring a gun to the knife fight, he brought like five guns and they're bigger than all of your guns put together, Jesus. right? Like that's how he survives in a superhero world. Can you make a Beretta uh, semi-automatic? Like he does in this movie? You mean an automatic? Excuse me, an automatic where it uh, rapid fires. N- I don't believe so. I don't believe there is a version of the so Berettas that's just, that it's that's an just automatic. Because those are Berettas, right? These two silver guns? I don't know. I did. Wh- when in the. It's the two that he. The one that he carries here and the one that he carries on his uh, hip. Uh, I don't think they were. Uh, they just had like extended clips on them. So that's a different thing. Like most, yeah, most firearms are not going to make. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to make it an automatic. The iconic Beretta is Mel Gibson and Lethal. Yes, that's the ninety-two. That's the weapon I carried. That's you know, it's like a workhorse. Did anyone ever call you a crazy son of a bitch? No, but uh, Riggs was my uh, spirit animal as a law enforcement officer, which is again just as bad as just as just as bad as uh, Punisher logo there. Yeah, I think that Todd. Yeah, I didn't enjoy. How Grace and Frank's relationship evolved during the movie. Grace is the widow of Donatelli, is or the, the daughter. The daughter, the daughter, got it. I wish, like, that was a funny moment where he shows up at the house and she's drawing on the porch. She's like, hey, you're blocking my light. I was like, it's, okay, yeah, that's cute. Right. But like, then all of a sudden, he's she's just like, oh, I love you. I'm like, this is a fucking Annie. He's not Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need a little more time. I just, I didn't, I didn't really. I don't know if it was what they could get out of the uh, the kid actor mm-hmm. that this is what they had to use, or or it was an editing thing. The studio stepped in and took some stuff out. Don't you almost have to be careful like that? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that angle, mm-hmm. then you kind of you're kind of making a different kind of movie, aren't you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, like if, it, it, I I keep wondering, like, does this movie not exactly know what it wants to be? I don't. I. And you said you liked Alexei Alexander's vision, so maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just, you know, again, I'm trying to figure out why wasn't I like her this vision, movie better? Yeah, but I don't know if the studio in I didn't do enough research. Is yep. this a Snyder cut situation? Sure, real or not? And let's but be honest, what we she's know got, about it, she's got no power in this situation, right? It's her first fr- studio film, and honest, you know, let's, she's a let's, female. There we go. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, so does that almost go like, hey, let's lighten it up a little bit? Let's. Or let's let, make the oh, relationship this, with the girl cute. Or uh, you're spending too much time on this relationship with a girl. Let's cut this, this, and this, so that when he, she takes his hand and says "Don't go," but then walks away. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm getting well, mixed messages from that. You, is girl. child accurate? <laughs> Don't go. Goodbye. That's right. I'll be back. You stay here. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah um, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I like Ray Stevenson. I like Ray Stevenson. He's, he's in good, a, He's good. He's a great actor. He's in a movie, uh, um, Kill the Irishman. Mm-mm. It's a. It's you know based on a true story of a Cleveland gangster, Danny Green. Oh, pretty good. Uh, Christopher Walken's in it. It's, it's worth a watch. Christopher worth a watch. Walken. Yeah, um, he's a good actor. I mean, Rome is wonderful. He plays the heavy really bad, uh, really well in the other guys. Never saw the other guys. What? You've never seen the other guys? No. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Oh my god, dude, you got you got to watch that. I've Rock. seen the scene with the Rock and and Sam Jackson. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Aim for the bushes. <laughs> 
Spoiler alert, they do not. Oh, my God. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's in it? Yeah. He's their their captain. And he also moonlights. He's got a second job at Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) And at one point, they visit him there. And he's he's doing like a pre-shift huddle with his Bed Bath and Beyond crew, mm-hmm. and he's going through his notes. We got a serial rapist in Crown Heights. I, oh jeez, I'm sorry. That's from my other job. Ignore that. Forget that. Well, don't ignore it. If you live in Crown Heights, uh, you know, walk in Paris. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. It's that's funny. You, watch the movie. Okay. It's good. So the he other guys. he's a Ray Stevenson plays the heavy in that, and he's great. He's a great actor. Yeah. So it's not him, you know. And again, I think. Doug Hutchinson, I don't know what to think about him. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. Dominic I'm not. West is a better actor. Was he going for a cartoonish villain? And was that Lexi Alexander being like, hey, you've got all this stuff on your face. I need more. Maybe. You know, maybe. Um, what do we think about what I'm going to call Frank Castle's sad memory box? The Foot Locker. Oh. With, I'm like, oh my God, Frank, throw some of that away. Yeah. 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 He, he brings his daughter's toy to. Uh, it's in his bunker, and, his, and yeah. then Grace goes through Grace. it. It was um, Lisa's favorite toy. She got so angry when her little brother used to hide it from her. Does she care if I play with it? No. And then she takes and just puts a beret in her hair. I'm like, well, hang on, little girl. <laughs> you can play with the toy. <laughs> I actually thought that was a mistake in the movie. So really? she puts the one in, and it's a dirty single towards Ray Stevenson. And okay. then it becomes a clean single of um, Grace. Mm-hmm. It's three shots. Dirty single, then it's the two of them, then it's a clean single of Grace. And in the two singles, she's putting another beret in her hair. Or she's doing it again. I was like, uh-oh, someone screwed up. Yeah. And then it goes through, and she's putting two in. I'm Got like, Did this, is this the pickup shot? Because you realize <laughs> you fucked up. Right, right, right. Any lines you liked? Because I got two. I got to be honest with you. The writing didn't sure. The write the writing is kind of your run of the mill. Yeah. This feels like a '90s action movie. It feels pretty much like a follow on from the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Sure. To be honest with you, sure does. Yeah. Which is weird because Thomas Jane was it in between. Was in between. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked when uh, what was the guy that was Micro's friend that Frank was so pissed showed up there. Uh, was it Carlos, the guy who gets who the guy who he, he gets axed? Yeah. He that he mercy kills at the end. Yeah. That was. Carlos Cruz. Okay. Yeah. When he says, I see you in hell. And Frank says, I see you anywhere near hell. I'll kick your ass up. All right, that's a pretty good line. That's, that that, was that okay. feels yeah. very Frank Castle. Sure, sure. And of course, the la- oh, you know who we haven't spent any time on that we need to spend a little time on is... Um, Dish... Uh, <laughs> it's soap. <laughs> soap. Uh, yeah. Da- uh, the actor, so yeah. His, it's, it's a horrible name, and I feel horrible. Uh, it's Dash Mihawk. He, he, he's the younger brother in Ray Donovan. Sure. Yeah. He's yeah. Butchie. I, I Butchie. saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. Tom knows who this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. He, I like. I thought it was a great reveal that he was helping the Punisher. Let me out. You know, Frank. You know, throwing you a tip now and again is one thing. Password to the crime database, etc. But letting you go. So. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, he, again, there were pieces in place here. This movie was, this is not like a colossal flop in terms of like failing to hit the mark. It does, it's not a bullseye. Yep. If we're, if we're going to continue sure, with the sure. archery. Uh, <laughs> you, the, the, arrow's the, really un, heavy on your mind right it now. It just ended. It just it ended. so good. That's, that's fair. Okay, so it, usually a bullseye is black on an archery yep. thing. Then it's yellow. Blue and... And then red. Mm-hmm. This is somewhere in the like outer edge of the yellow almost to the blue. 
God, why am I doing this? Analogy? Yeah, I know. So it's uh, no. So going from the outside in, uh-huh. white, black, blue, red, yellow. Uh, so it's red. So it's or from so, the inside out, yellow, this is, red. This is purple. Red to blue. Okay. Yeah, it's you know yeah, it, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. It's, I didn't hate this. No. It's probably it's not, not a movie the, I will ever rewatch. Nope. But not, if, the, but not the worst movie we've ever watched. I may recommend it to somebody if they're like, you know, if someone's like, I've never seen it, I would probably say if you like X, Y, and Z, the things that we've talked about in this, and I yep. don't need to repeat right now, check it out. You might like this movie. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Setting up the, the hotel. Yep. Jigsaw decides that he needs not just his guys, he needs... Everyone! It's twice in one episode. <laughs> nice. Got it. Uh, do, do you think when... He's giving that speech. Let's LBJ his, re- his recruitment speech. Yeah, and he's got the the American flag projection behind him in each one. Do you think they're like bringing a projector along so everyone pulls guns? Like, okay, hey guys, hang on one second. Just I gotta. That's right. Can you tell me where there's a power cord? That's right. That's right. No, I'll find. That's, right. that's fine. I'll okay. find. It. Can anyone? Can we get these lights off? Yeah. Is it Not all someone, the lights? Is it all? Oh, is it all of them? Oh. No, I just want the front of the. I kind of need some okay. lighting on yeah. me to look weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, give me you a know minute, what? Guys. Fine. This works fine, fine in, in dress. Hang on. I'll, I'll, <laughs> didn't it feel a weird? little bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's quickly go through sure. the, the final fight in the hotel, just between Spider LBJ. Monkey and Little Spider Monkey. LBJ, Spider Monkey's his way around a bathroom. All of a sudden, is a not just capable hand-to-hand combatant, mm-hmm. but you know, skilled enough martial artist to kick the Punisher's ass. That's a specific fighting style. Capoeira? Is that what? No, no. Capoeira is the dance one. That's the one that... It's kind of what it feels like, though. No, it's a lot of spinning kicks and aerial stuff. It's almost like a, um, a wushu. Okay. It's not Jim Kata. It's not Jim Kata. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to look it up. Uh, yeah, no. If you've watched the movie, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, imagine a bad cosplayer doing some Spider-Man moves. <laughs> Yeah, that fight. Mm-hmm. That was a good fight. There's yeah. a there's a real moment where you're like, oh, is that, Frank gonna make it out of this? That's the best. Uh, it makes no sense, but it's the best fight in the movie. One hundred percent. Yeah. How does the fight between LBJ and Punisher end? I know. He, oh no, he, he gets he, away. He gets away. Right. And then he uh, Punisher basically rages mm-hmm. and the tables turn, but then uh, he does pocket sand and then gets away. My, my problem also is LBJ listing every time he gives him an injury. I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like the dialogue in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he pops his knees, like, ooh, that's, that's a, torn a torn meniscus. meniscus. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it no, it's not. Your meniscus is down here, you goof. I've it, torn it. <laughs> yeah, and then like the bite on the neck, but then it's he's got like nothing. Yeah. I mean, the, the fight looks amazing. I mean, maybe sure. that's the best way to say it. The, the fight choreography looks amazing. That's about it. Yeah. They end up in a fire pit. <laughs> like, what is, is that a suite in the hotel? Uh, is that a spa? It almost looks spa-like because there's like ceramic tile. But the ceramic tiles lead to a fire pit, which would make me feel. Is that a drained, is that a drained hot tub? Oh, and he just, it's, oh, maybe. It, the, yeah, that was a pool or a spa. A, and he like decided a, to put that in there? Well, yeah. hey, Jigsaw, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that that's in a second. That's clearly against the fire code. That's <laughs> not going to be all right. He is given the... Isn't this how, how Bucky died? He had a choice of disarming a bomb or saving Bucky, and it's done in Batman Forever. Can you save them both? But unlike both of those, this it's is an done actual... In the dark, it's done in the... Uh, is it Dark Knight? Yeah, Dark Knight, right? right. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's the trolley dilemma. It is a trolley dilemma. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much... But in this one, it is literally like... 
the hero literally has no way to save them both. Uh, Jigsaw steals his gun, shoots all the bullets except for one. Yep. And he can either shoot Wayne Knight. Microchip. Or Jigsaw is going to kill Grace. Uh, LBJ is going to. Or LBJ is. Yeah. Right, right, right. And Microchip My- says, She's a kid. Shoot me. So he's got nothing to live for. Microchip's mother is brutally murdered. So We she- see her... S- her yeah. skull does the the Terminator from T two. Yeah, the T one thousand. The T one thousand with the, gonna grow with back. the grenade. Yeah, that's right. So he knows that the kid needs to live on. He puts the laser sight right in the center of Wayne Knight's head in Microchip's head, and he says, "You won't feel a thing, Michael." Quickly turns it over to LBJ, blows his head off. Jigsaw kills point Wayne blank Knight. into his yeah into he, his forehead. Bam, he dead. dead, and then turns his gun mm-hmm. to Grace and her mom. Mm-hmm. He, Frank takes both shots to the chest. Yep. And a fight ensues that both get in some pretty good licks. Yeah. It's, and it's that, as brutal as the rest of the movie. I, what I loved is like, there's a moment where the Punisher is going to finish off Jigsaw right then and there. Grace's yeah. mom is like, Frank! Hey, could you not brutally murder this man in front of my child? <laughs> She's right. seen enough. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. Cut Angela. some loose. Angela. Angela. And then. Uh, Is that a reference? Angela? Angel? Oh, Does she represent? Maybe. Uh, it's a little. It's a little are we are we reaching? Yeah, it might be. Yeah. The fight continues. He takes a what is that? It's like a least. piece of rebar. Yeah, but like it's it, got a point to it, so it's almost like a like a rod. Oh, like gate. a poker. Oh, it's like yeah. a poker, like Maybe. a fireplace. Oh, it's a fire pit. Uh, it's, it's a, a poker. poker. Yeah. He stabs it through, but stabs it all the way he through sh- him. He shish kebabs him, and he puts uh, shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Oh my oh. God, it is oh, rough. That is rough. Yeah, and it does the thing where the eye catches fire before the rest of his face. I'm like, is that what would happen? Yeah. I don't want to find out in real life, yeah. but <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That uh, so happen. Jigsaw obviously is dead. Soap helps Frank escape. Yep. They're walking by the church that they were at before. Soap kind of is like, you know, buddy, maybe it's time to quit now, huh? I mean... You must get tired of this, right? Now, I think you got all the criminals in town. If there are any left, you gotta at least consider rehabilitation. I mean, contrary to popular belief, people can change. I guess what I'm saying is, I'm just personally not a fan of the death penalty. Frank Batmans him. Frank? And then, so the end line is great. I'll say that before we get, get to it, but the setup to it is stupid. Guy comes to steal his wallet, and Soap's clearly looking up and behind the robber. And at no point does the robber turn around and be like, what the fuck are you looking at? He's just going, give me your wallet, give me your wallet. Frank comes in, Jesus saves on the neon cross above him. The Jesus part goes away, so it just says saves, gunshot, and Soap. But then all you see is Oh, you the see skull. The, pu- the skull. Then, so Punisher saves. Yeah, Punisher saves. Fade to black. Gunshot. Soap says, Oh, God. Now I've got brains splattered all over me. And movie. So I got one thing I want to add to this. Oh, so just to put it, well, just to, not the movie, but more the production. Okay. So this is from the wiki page for Punisher Warzone. In 2015, Alexander regretted that Lionsgate's control over the film resulted in the finished film's quality, stating, quote, Marvel was an equal partner, but unfortunately, when there were creative decision conflicts, Marvel would let Lionsgate be the tiebreaker. 
I always regretted that I made a Marvel movie this way because 99% of their notes were much better than the studios and I was more in tune with them, end Mm. quote. Alexander also noted that she did not have final cut of the film. There we go. So, so once again, you hire somebody to tell a story, let them tell the fucking story. So can we get Lexi Alexander to direct something in the MCU? She's a Mo- good director. Moon Knight. Oh, fuck yeah, Moon Knight. Right? There. Done. All right. Okay. Well, we solved that. What else okay. you got? Uh, Mil- see- Witnesses for the impeachment? Oh, uh, uh, too soon? No. Sorry. No, it is very too soon because <laughs> democracy is fucking dead. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, you know, if we don't go into World War Three from the, the, sure. the tyrannical douchebag then. that's in the White House right now, <laughs> for Spider-Man uh, 3, what's the over-under that Punisher is one of the people hunting Peter Parker? Oh, that'd be pretty we good. Have a Punisher. Which, is John Bernthal going to be the Punisher in the MCU? He'd have to be. He is well, the Punisher. Well, but... It's, it's, all, it's all tied together. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they're... But do, use you, them. do you get rid of John Bernthal? He's pretty fucking good. I mean, I, I don't know. But l- let me set the actor aside. I think that's a great idea. With the ending of Far From Home mm-hmm. and the whole, you know, this whole Spidey framed for murder. Well, there's going to be possibly Punisher. Or is it Craven you know, the Hunt? Oh, oh, give me Craven. Do you know who they're talking about? Uh, I feel like you've said this and I went, ooh. Was it Gerard Butler? No. Oh, yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> Give, oh give my me, god! Give me that fucking raging um, Leonidas. Yeah, fucking like raging. Gerard is, Butler is, just fucking unleashed like he was in, in three hundred. Yeah. Yes, please. Fuck yeah, yeah, that'd be good. But that's not what we got with this one. No. So Todd, yes, that was a movie. That was a movie. Uh, so we got some questions, like yes, we always do, as we do. Uh, who's your MVP? <sighs> I mean. Look, it's not his fault. Ray Stevenson was yeah, a it's fine 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, it's Ray Stevenson. Yeah. He, he carries this movie, without a doubt. Yep. Okay. Um, Casey, who... <laughs> why can I never... 51 episodes. Casey, who's <laughs> yeah. your favorite character? Uh, hmm. I don't want to say Punisher. Okay. I do like... I just not... Uh, hmm. Soap? Eh. Soap's better than Budiansky. You know, we didn't talk about. Let's go back in the movie for two seconds. Two seconds. When done, they're in oh, the house. Sorry. Yeah, and Frank's got the guy with the shotgun. Budiansky's. God damn it! He blows his head off. Right. It's so well, good. Budiansky's holding him at gun. Like he's, he's taking him into well, custody. No, yeah, and Budiansky puts his gun away for a second to get handcuffs to take the, the sure. mobster. It's, God damn it! That was it's also funny. a really good uh, mixture of practical into. Obviously, a they didn't blow that actor's face off. They didn't. No. Okay. This is not a snuff movie. Got it. Okay. So yeah, I'd say it's soap for me. Uh, because he's uh, levity in the movie. You know, I I I'll be honest with you. Some of the moments I liked the most were with Grace, because she. If there's any, so if there's any dynamics in the movie, mm-hmm. she's at a she's connected to a bunch of them. Now soap okay. is too. Yeah. Um, but I could go with either of them. It gives okay. a little bit of variety there. Lightens it a little bit. Sure. Is Soap a co- uh, character from the comics? I don't think so. You don't need to look it up. Yeah. You don't know off the top of your head. I don't head. know That's off fine. the top of my head. Someone else tell us. Yeah. We do enough research. That's right. Uh, what's the best scene? I kind of like the standoff at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, the choice. First of all, the way he enters the hotel. Yeah. Not good tactically. <laughs> you could bust a knee. Sure. You could break an arm. Sure. You, you've given away your... But you are uh, the motherfucking Punisher. <laughs> you've also given away your, your cover. Hey, yeah, uh, what was that? Oh, that was the Punisher. Yeah. That was what? That was the Punisher. Yeah. Oh, totally shit. the Punisher. 
Yeah, the instant he enters the building, that whole thing, that that's, sequence. I'm like, like, much like Dirty Laundry, the Punisher short. Yes, which is, go watch that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we'll probably review it w- along with Thomas Jane's Punisher. Yeah, we should. It felt it's like better than Thomas Jane's Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a twenty-minute Punisher short. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, what's one scene you would cut? jeez. Oh, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't. Whatever's wrong with this movie. I mean, it's about what, it's, it's, it's about an hour forty-two or something. Yeah, it's it's not bloated, but it's there's something missing. You're not getting it better by cutting stuff, in my opinion. The only thing I would I would cut the fucking parkour gang. What's sure. the point? Yeah, that's fair. That's he's fair. literally there to give the information. That's more some, an element. Right? Yeah, like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? I don't think it's Ray because I think he's got to go to a place Dark as an actor sure. to get there. Oh, yeah. I, there's only one. <laughs> Is it Jigsaw? No. No. Oh. <laughs> two, two hours of makeup, an hour to get nah, it off. Yeah, that yeah. couldn't have been fun. Who do you think it is? It's LBJ. Oh, fuck He's it. just like he chewing is. up the scenery. Sure. He's having he's the best ridiculous, time. He's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It is. You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, so that's a movie. That's a movie. Um, 5.9 from IMDb. Okay. So I'm going to give this a 6.9. Okay. Uh, you know, for me, it's 5.9. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, could have been better. You still fail it? Still fail it, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think it's enjoyable enough to not fail it. But it's, it's not an there's A. Not, it's, it's definitely not yeah. an A+. Plus. No. No, and I just... I, and asterisk, none of this falls on Lexi Alexander, especially after what you just read. Yeah. Any fault with the, with the editing, with any of that. So do we have to start the release the Alexander cut? Sadly, why does it matter? After we've had the Netflix series... Nobody cares. Sure. You know, sadly. There's some there's some new one for Scooby Doo. Have you heard this? No. The the first Scooby Doo, maybe the second one too, but the first Scooby Doo movie was direct was uh, written by James Gunn. And people no are like shit. released to James Gunn. He's responding, he's like, Well, it actually would be this person. He's uh I cannot remember the Raja something. I can't remember okay. the guy's last name. And he goes, Yes, it was rated R originally. For one joke that the MPA didn't understand, and then it got knocked down to PG thirteen, and then during test screenings they knocked it down to PG. I was like, oh, but some of the things were a same sex, uh, same sex, a kiss between Velma and uh, Daphne. Yes, yeah, so Sarah Michelle Gellar and Linda Cardellini. Go on. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I would like to see that. Please, <laughs> could you very just, much? Yes. yes. Uh, uh, and but the thing is, like, we sat the bean down to watch that a mm-hmm. couple years ago. I'm like, oh, should we do? You know, sure. I remember this being. We watched There's it with the boys. Some pretty grown up, like at one point, isn't it like double entendre though? Do they get yeah, it? Yeah, but some of it's oh, it's, some a, little of it's too... a little much. Like, uh, and this was like two ish years ago. She's probably okay. eight. So I was Which like, I remember thing. watching with the kids. Yeah, Fred says to Velma, you know, you know, nerdy girls do it for me or get me off or something. I was like, whoa, oh. okay, and we're done for now. And movie. Mm. Um. So yeah, Dad's breakdown. I don't. Th- nope. hey, guess what? Nope. <laughs> there you go. That was <laughs> easy. Big fat motherfucking nope Absolutely on that one. Not. All right. And now it's time to pick the next movie. Oh, from- but wait, Bob. Oops. So the next episode that will drop, Todd, will yeah. be five days after your birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> Have some, so, some fries. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. We weren't going down yeah, that route. No, not that route. Yeah, hey. So you I get, to pick a movie. get to pick, thanks to uh, Colin recommending this. 
This is a brilliant idea. So I have an idea of what you're going to say. Do you? What do you think? Are you really going to do that to us? What do you think I'm going to do? Are you going to make us watch the next movie in the MCU lineup? Well, why would I do that when there's so many slips in the helmet that say MCU? We're going to get back on track eventually. Okay, good. Because I'm like, because you hate Iron Man 3. I do hate Iron Man 3. (laughs) No, we are going to watch a movie from my childhood that I love that I think you've never seen. Oh, so this is, okay. What, What you got? It's a DC character, the 1982 classic. Swamp Thing. Oh, I've seen Swamp Thing. You've How seen d- Swamp Thing? Yes, right? of course. How dare you? Oh, we had a conversation about Adrian Barbeau. And yeah. I, got it. Yeah. So I love this movie. I remember when it came out. TSPHC Army, I'm as surprised as you are. Todd chose a DC movie. Yeah. It's Well, it's a good DC movie. So there's Swamp not a Thing, lot of those. Swamp Thing throws, shows up in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just, does he really? Uh, oh, fuck yeah, he does. Um, You know, I, I am a fan, but don't always understand him of the brilliant, scary genius Alan Moore, <laughs> who, of course, kind of re-envisioned the character. Right? Wizard. The whole, we forgot Wizard. The Wizard. That's right. Dark Wizard uh, Alan Moore. But to be fair, I only know tangentially. I understand that he is the like the protector of the green, which represents like vegetable, like plant plant life. Sure. The red is their common enemy, or is their, is their longtime enemy, which is like animal, uh-huh. I guess. Um, but it's an interesting take. Uh, it's a good movie. If I rem- it's a fun movie. So I think I've only seen the movie once. I've watched the TV show that I believe is the same actor. Oh, that I don't know. As so the Di- movie, Dick Duroc. Beg your pardon. Yeah, uh, Dick Duroc. Barely that, touched. That him. must wait. That's got to be him. As that must be him before he transforms. He can't be. What's happening? Okay. Um, well, I, I know who he is, but I didn't think that he was. I'm trying I'm trying to think back to my memories of the movie. Hold on. Swamp Thing. 82. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. Alec. No, he's a bad. Wait. Okay. Dick Durock only plays the Swamp Thing. Okay. So Dr. Alec Holland mm-hmm. is. Oh, that's Ray Wise, who is absolutely a that guy actor. Oh, sure, Ray Wise. That's uh, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, who is he in the Killing Joke? Oh, I assumed he was. No, the Joker is Mark Hamill in that one. Okay, that's in the helmet because that got a theatrical. Oh, it did get a theatrical. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Killing Joke. What was that? That was just a couple of years ago, right? Sure was. Oh, he's Captain Pike, Star Trek uh, Captain Pike. He's Admiral Joshua Pike. Sorry. Uh, oh, he's Commissioner Gordon. He's Commissioner Wait, Gordon. Wait, what Star Trek? It says literally Star Trek Captain Pike. Let me see. Well, that, that, I'm just looking at the list of credits. Oh, an animated. Oh, interesting. 2.7 out of 10. Yikes. I, I 45 it, I, minutes. I think it's fan. It's Dire- got to be fan stuff. No, it's got it's got a cast. Eric uh-huh. Robert. Eric Roberts. Ooh, Ray Wise. Linda Park. Chase Masterson. Linda Bruce, Park. Bruce Davison. Walter Koenig. Yeah, Walter does a bunch of these Sean stuff. Kenny Crystal V. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. But this is a yeah. fun. This yeah. One hundred percent. Dick Durock plays Swamp Thing. He's, on the, but he's only the Swamp Thing. He's right. Not, but he plays yeah. the Swamp Thing on the TV show. Too. Oh, does he really? Yep. Oh, good for him. He's totally a that guy actor. All right. Here's the. Well, this says official trailer. We'll give it a shot. All right. Let's watch that trailer. Government agents, scientists, soldiers. Master criminals, secret formulas, monsters, and midgets. 
None of them belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. The Swamp Bear. The Swamp Thing. Nicholas Neighborhood. Adrian Barbeau and The Swamp Thing, an outrageous pair in the incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. The Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives. So, right, so we just I don't watched know. the trailer. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, do you know who the writer and director was? Quentin Tarantino? Wes Craven. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. That is, I, this is, I'm very happy with my pick. Uh, so there's a 1982 release. Um, you want to make a guess of what the IMDb is? Two. 5.4. Wow. And I think, so listen, this ain't the Dark Knight, nope. and it ain't Endgame. Uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, I think this is going to be a fun movie to watch. I'm trying to find a picture from the TV show, because we just watched the trailer, and it's literally just a guy in a rubber suit. It is totally a guy <laughs> in a rubber suit. IMDb has a listing for the... 2019 TV series or the 1990 TV series? 2019. Well, the 2019 is a great suit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the 1993 short-lived TV series also. Oh, shit. He kind of looks... Kevin Durand. Kevin Durand. He kind of looks like uh, kind of looks like Groot. The the 2019 suit looks like Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I'll show you the, the picture. I, literally, the one I clicked on, I was like, oh, it's fucking Groot. Oh, th- oh, that's, that's not, not that's not Swamp Thing. thing? No, oh, okay. That's phosphorescence, man. Well, well, phosphorescence, man, looks like fucking Groot. <laughs> he is Groot. Uh, where's a picture of him? Okay, all right. Here's one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, he does look like. Yeah, that's comic accurate, hundred percent. Yeah, with the yeah with the the goatee, <laughs> the Fu Manchu that goes through his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's a fifty. What? Fifty? Uh, five point four. Five point four. Okay. All okay. Right. So that'll be uh, next time for your birthday, buddy. That'll be fun. A little trip down memory lane for the old Toddster there. I was 11 years old when this came out, and uh, this is long before HBO or anything. We um, we had HBO, um, but I saw this in the theater because it was a. I think it's a. It's got to be PG. Yeah, it's PG. PG. I feel like we don't see Adrian Barbeau's boobs, but we get damn. But we get we they hint at him. Well, there are PG movies. Before PG thirteen world, where you see full on dick. What the Village People movie? Oh shit! Can't stop the music. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey, let's. Uh, what else we got here? We got to do some uh, goodbyes. Okay. Hey, Todd, where can people find you on social media? Should you wish you found, and should they wish to find you? Go check out my blog, which is tmpinsyr.com, dot com, mm-hmm. or Twitter or Instagram with the handle at tmpinsyr. You just did an update on your um, 
on my plant-based diet whole food that you are plant-based diet. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, a month in. I've lost uh, nine pounds. Wow. Dropped like forty-seven points off my cholesterol. Holy uh, shit, man! That's yeah, great. So feeling pretty good. Yeah, thank you, um, Casey. Where can you be found on said interwebs? On Twitter at not Ryan Casey and Instagram not dot Ryan Casey. You can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. You know, music for the episode is provided to us by Kevin McLeod. He puts out a whole bunch of uh, royalty-free music that you can use. Go check out his website, incompetech.com. We took his song, Take a Chance, for our theme song. Mm -hmm. So, Tom, that was a movie. That was a movie. So that'll do it for the Superpod Herocast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Swamp things. <laughs> doing swamp things in the swamp. <laughs> I don't know. I got to play Jesus Christ in that. Completing the, I That's believe, right. the trifecta of Jesus Christ musical parts. What's the third? Godspell. Oh, Godspell. Yeah. Right. I've done all three. Good. I play Judas and Jesus in both. <laughs> <laughs> One you guys should have like uh, coats or like jackets or something. Sure, maybe a pin, maybe something a little more reserved. A pin, a pin, sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Salt City GZ crew, SCJC, SCJC, oh. Salt City, Salt City G- GSPHC Army. Anyone who can do this, get on it. Got it. Yeah, the Murder on the Orient Express, and now they're doing what is it? The something on the Nile. Not Jewel in the Nile. Which Aubrey just Death watched. Death on the Nile. Death Aubrey on just Nile. watched that the other day with, I think, Joseph. Or no, maybe it was The Goon. And uh, it's so loved good. it. The fir- and of course, Jewel, um, Jewel the, or um, I'm sorry, Romancing the Stone is a wonderful movie. Oh, which the one's Jewel? first? Romancing the Stone. That's right, yeah. Joan Wilder. You are the <laughs> Joan Wilder, the novelist. <laughs> Brilliant movie. Sure. Romancing the Stone is hot garbage. That one's horrible. But it's fun hot garbage. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's worth it for Danny DeVito. How, in my how about this? There's, you know that show that's on uh, Netflix with Michael Douglas? Yeah, the Kaminsky you know, method? Yeah. Do you know who plays his wife? Kathleen Turner. No it way. Is a jewel of the Nile. You mean Kathleen Turner? Kathleen Turner. She... Has bigger Problem- balls than I do. Problematically cast is a transsexual man on Friends. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh. Wasn't she somebody's? She was Chandler's ma- father. Ma- well, technically oh, mother. Right. Yep. She w- He was. She was Chandler's once father, now mother. Wait, was that Morgan? Fra- was Morgan, Morgan Fairchild, Fairchild was the actual mother. Got it. The got mother it. that birthed him. Let's got it. The cis. The cis female. Yes, cis female. There you okay, go. got it. Yeah, there are some problematic things on Friends, but you know what? Fuck it, I still love it. It's popcorn entertainment. It's yeah, not, so Monica wore a fat suit, so what? So, intelligent comedy. I'm watching the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. That show just continues to fucking deliver. Larry, Never got into Larry that. David, what a... You know, he's the kind of human being you would not want him in your life. But I think oh my that's God, why, he's so like, funny. I never was into Seinfeld because really? they were all fucking deplorable people that I uh, wanted nothing to do yeah, with. Yeah, but the show is so smart. Um, Avenue I Five, a, are you I watching watched that? the first episode, didn't hook me. It was too much. Let's ad lib, let's ad lib. It, it uh, needed to be cut up. Okay. I uh, So, watched first two, very happy with okay. it so far. Uh, maybe I needed yeah. move to the, the pilot didn't catch me. Okay. However, uh, outside. Engineer. Oh yeah, it, oh, is that good? So fucking not an Aubrey show. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't know, but it's really good. Yeah. You you would dig it. It's okay. really good.
And I just watched zombie movie that's on Hulu. You have Hulu, right? No. Oh. Um, I mean, someone may have loaned a lot. Do you still have it? Yeah, uh, Aubrey has it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. if you still yeah. have it. Um, oh, fuck. What's it called? I have to put my movies in my, the one I watch in my phone because I forget. Right. <laughs> right. Because I watch too many, many movies. movies. I've still not watched. What was the one we were just talking about? I'm going to watch it on my trip. Uh, Cold Pursuit. No. No, you're going to uh, watch Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Ah, Cannot Jojo. wait. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, little monsters. Little monsters. It is. That's not uh, the one with Fred Savage. There, that is that one too. But there's another one. Okay. With Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize she does things for oh, you. Oh, she is beautiful. Mm, okay. What do I you, don't disagree. I'm just little oh, monsters. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Josh Gad, uh, an Australian actor who I don't know. What? Oh, from the Netherlands. Oh, no, initial release in the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah, but a washed it's an Australian up musician movie. teams up with a teacher and a kids' show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. How did this not hit my radar? Todd, it's phenomenal. Okay. Like, I'm going to give something away because you're going to know it's going to happen before it happens. But yeah. Josh Gad is like the silly guy. He's the TV, sh- the children. Uh-huh. And su- surprise, he's an asshole. Oh, sure. Like, you know it's coming. Right, right. Because right. you know Josh Gad. But it's the best because he locks himself in the gift shop and they come to the thing, knocks and he goes, go the fuck away. And she goes, but there are children on here. And he comes to the window and goes, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just runs away. See, I, I, I'll be honest with you. The, the show is stronger than this, but I would watch Avenue 5 just for Josh Gad. Oh, Josh Gad's great. Uh, he's, yeah, my old castmate. He is brilliant. Oh, wait, was he in? He was, yeah, he was the magic toe. Barfay. Barfay. William Barfay is the yeah. guy from No, when I was when I when, when I was on he stage He was a replacement? He when I was on stage it was uh Josh Gad and Jesse Tyler Ferguson were my uh, cast from mates. my alma mater. Thank you very much. <coughs> well, uh, listen, I I've danced with him on stage at on Broadway, so that's all I know. Yes, you have a Broadway credit. That's right. What show what show did we do? Oh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. I put that in my bio. You sure did. I sure did. Talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? <laughs> oh. It's Jojo. Have you watched oh uh have you watched the new Dracula on Netflix? <laughs> no, I'm but almost, Colin loved it. I'm almost through the first episode. I'm watching it when I'm running. It's pretty good. Hmm? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's why I didn't know where you're going. I thought, oh, is no, that I was doing I was doing a German accent because I just watched Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> In your body language. Oh, that is Jojo. Brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you wait till you see Taika. Yeah. It's so good. Well, the trailer looked hilarious. <laughs> Until the Hun said the exact same thing. And when he oh saw his God. mother, Niagara Falls. Ni- I'm sorry, Niagara. Niagara Falls, Frankie. Yeah, Niagara. You fucking ice horse. Yeah. You <laughs> son of a bestages. <laughs> Cork suckers. Holy forking shirt balls. Okay. This yeah. is the bad place. Only Cap writes letters. Don't need.